Swung on and hit in the air to deep left. It is high. It is far. It is gone. Second deck. His first major league hit is a home run against the Red Sox. How do you like that? Higashioka, the home run stroker. Drill deep to left field. That ball is gone. See ya. A home run for Higashioka. And it is now 3 nothing Yanks. Is it home run or nothing for Higgy? Talk more about the balance he's looking for. High drive, left field, going back Santana on the track at the wall. See ya! Home run, Higashioka! Welcome back to the Brushback Baseball Podcast. This is episode number 13. And before we start, I just wanted to give a quick shout out to all of our new subscribers. Uh, so thank you guys. Uh, we had a pretty good little surge here in the last 48 hours. So thank you guys. Welcome to the channel. And today, um, I'm actually pretty pumped because uh, we have with us somebody who I grew up playing with from about the time I was 11 and all the way through high school and even into you know, some of the off season for college and minor leagues. So this is somebody who I've, I've grown up playing and spent a lot of time on the field with, but with us today, um, is New York Yankees catcher, Kyle Higashioka. So welcome Kyle. Thanks for joining on with us, man. Hey, thanks for having me. Yeah, dude. Thanks for coming on your day off too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, leading yeah, into that, that a lot of free time. <laughs> yeah. We just wanted to kind of, um, ask you kind of, you know, how are you, how are you doing right now how are you staying staying mentally ready what um what's your take on all this that's going on right now uh i'm doing well i mean you know obviously i have it pretty uh, uh pretty lucky and pretty easy um relatively speaking so um you know i'm i'm pretty pretty comfortable here able to get all my workouts in um able to hit throw uh lift you know everything i need to do so it's it's going pretty good i'm just you know, trying to be creative with how I'm, you know, able to get everything in. Yeah. And I guess for, for position players, it's a lot easier. I mean, we can kind of stay, you could stay a little bit more, you know, you just have to make sure you hit and your arm stays decent and you're, you're in shape, but the pitchers is kind of like where everything becomes kind of a question mark with them and their throwing programs yeah. and shutting down. So I guess you're lucky on that end. Yeah. I'm lucky that, um, two of my, uh, workout partners came back here as well. Oh, nice. So like I've been throwing with the, the one guy, uh, his name's Gunnar Pullman. He's a catcher for the, uh, in the Marlins organization. Okay. So I've been throwing with him every single day. Um, six feet apart though. At yeah. least six feet. <laughs> yeah. You're, you're sanitizing the ball in between throws too, yeah. right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, no, so you, uh, just so everybody's aware he's out, you're out in Oregon right now. Um, and yeah. you've lived there for the past three years. So that's where you're training out of, uh, is it boss, the boss Academy? Is that right? Uh, boss sports, performance. boss sports. Performance. Okay. Um, yeah. did you get out of, did you get out of Florida right away as soon as camp broke? Um, so they announced, they announced the, um, that it was the games were going to stop. And then we thought that, well, they initially announced April 9th possible, season start date so only two weeks so we were like well we might we might as well just stay and then a couple days later then they told us like hey that's not realistic and like we really need to shut it down because we got to get this thing under control plus like if if one guy there 
ends up coming down with it, then everyone has to shut down for well, two weeks. You guys had the you two know. minor league guys, right? Yeah, and all the minor league guys were quarantined for two weeks. So, you know, if that would have happened on the big league side, then it would have kind of defeated the purpose of us staying there. Yeah. Right. It's just so crazy because, I mean, I, with all the anticipation, I think this was a, a pretty cool year for you. You know, this was going to be a pretty cool year for you going into, you know, you, you were pretty much locked in as the backup, you know, the backup catcher this year. Um, and we're going to break camp um, with the Yankees. But, um, you know, it, it's probably pretty tough because you're, you, you go into that offseason all really excited and kind of going into the now you're just kind of in, in limbo. <laughs> I mean, I to me, I didn't really even think about it that much. Um, I've I've kind of been preparing the same for the past few years um, in terms of like mentally, just thinking that I'm gonna, you know, at least compete for a job on the team. And um, so I kind of took the same same mindset going into this year, not expecting anything. Yeah. Um, that not expecting anything to be like set in stone. So I think it. You know, it was it was working well until we stopped. Uh, <laughs> well, like you, you and I talked yesterday, your swing was was looking really nice. Uh, I mean, you felt really good at the plate um, for at least those those spring games that you were able to play this year. Yeah, I mean, I think definitely this spring I was feeling as good at the plate as I ever have. So, I mean, I was seeing the ball well. I walked a couple times, um, you know, hit for some power. So I, I was feeling good. Yeah, yeah, you were looking good, man. Um, talk to me a little bit about, you know, the nine years that you spent in the minor leagues and, and we all know, we talk about it on, on this show and it's, it's widely known that the minor leagues is a, is a grind. Um, but can you talk to me just where you, you kind of, I mean, I'm sure it was a little bit more of a roller coaster ride. I mean, um, obviously in, 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 you can touch on it too, but the, in 2016, looks like you made a, an adjustment to your swing, um, power number started, started surging. So can you just walk me through kind of your minor league experience and what you kind of tweaked and, and how that helped you kind of get to where you're at right now? So it was, um, I mean, it was definitely a big learning curve, pretty steep learning curve coming out of high school. Yeah. You're, you're playing against like basically adults, um, as an 18 year old, you're, you're kind of still like a kid. Like I see, I see kids who just graduated high school. I'm like, this guy is still like a kid. Well, and we actually so, talked to, we, I've talked about that on other episodes. I was thinking, looking back when I was eight, you know, when we graduated high school, I wanted, I was, you know, in my mind, I'm like, I want to go play, play pro ball. I'm ready. But no, looking back, there's no way I would have, I, I was ready. I couldn't have handled <laughs> that. Like I needed the three years at school. Um, you're still not ready. I'm still not ready. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, David. Um, uh, but no, you obviously, you were, you were more mature than I was. So, um, you handled it, I think a lot better. No, I mean the maturity level still was like a huge learning curve. Um, just trying to like my first few years, I I'll admit I was not very disciplined in terms of nutrition or sleep or working out or consistently getting my cage routine in. Like it was, it was kind of, uh, you know, I was just going, I don't know. I guess I was like going through the motions almost, um, you know, without a real plan. And then it, it kind of took a couple bad years and then, and then me being shifted into like a minor league backup role that kind of woke me up and said, like, I need to make a, a drastic change or else uh, I'm not going to be playing anymore. Yeah. I, so, I was going to ask, um, 
looking back now, is there a moment in your head that you look back at now that was kind of your low point that you build off of that, that really kind of was that turning point? Yeah. Um, 2012, I started the first month of the season hurt and then I hit okay. I think I was hitting like 240 in high A, but like with uh, I think that's the year I ran into you, homers. right? Yeah, I, yeah. Okay, yeah. You were in Tampa, and I, I was in Palm it, Beach. Yep. Yeah, and I mean, I was hitting for a little bit of power, but it was like, you know, I don't know. It it wasn't great. But then I moved it to Double A and totally got my ass handed to me. Uh, I went like <laughs> over my first twenty, and then my first hit was like a, a suicide squeeze that I ended up beating out <laughs> and, with your uh, speed. Yeah. <laughs> so that was like, and as soon as I got that hit, like I immediately got sent down. And then when I got sent down, I was in a backup role backing up uh, Gary because he had just come up. So right. then right. I was like, I was like, man, being a minor league backup, like especially with a guy like Gary, I mean, he's such a huge prospect. Like he's, he's playing at least five, six days a week. So I was playing like once, maybe twice a week. Um, and I was like, okay, I gotta, I gotta do something differently. And then, I mean, that was probably the low point. And the next year I was still a backup, but I at least moved to double a and I was hitting really well, um, at the time, but then I had, I blew out my elbow. Oh, that's right. So, I forgot about yeah, that. I had Tommy John and I missed like two seasons cause of that. I totally forgot about that. So that was, uh, that was like, I mean, that, I wasn't even, that was just a time of like super uncertainty because I just didn't know if I was going to get back to, to normal. So I wouldn't consider the, the TJ my low point. It was more of being really, really bad the previous year was like, that was that kind of shifted me into the minor league backup catch almost like a death sentence yeah that was like for me when i got put on i i became a phantom guy in double a and that was my kind of death sentence i i I certainly (laughs) knew that that was probably the end right there so (laughs) that was my low point um (laughs) well yeah and i I was asking that too because you know Tyler got put on that phantom list and then it kind of just snowballed from there and he was out. So, but you handled you it know. completely differently. You know, you, well, for me, it was like, I kind of caved in as soon as I kind of got, I, I kind of had that death sentence. I don't think I responded very well, but you know, that's, I mean, for you to be able to, to kind of respond to and say, Hey, look, no, I'm going to, I'm going to change something here to, to flip this and come out of this. That's pretty cool. Um, and so, I mean, would you attribute that more to like the, that swing change that you did? Or can you talk me through a little bit? Like you're, I know that you're a very, like, you're a very, you're uh, in touch with your swing and I don't think I was as in touch. So can you just walk me through what you, what (laughs) you did? (laughs) Um, yeah. So 14, I came back. Um, but I, I broke my thumb. So it, that's what like that, that added like two more months onto my Tommy John. Cause I, I was in a rehab game and I broke my thumb. Oh, brutal. So I, then I, I you, played were you hit by a pitch at the end of the season. Um, I was catching okay. and like I, I missed a block and it just like, uh, drilled me in the tip of the thumb Ooh. for some reason. 
but that was my fault. But um, <laughs> yeah. So then I played in the fall league and I, I hit really well. I had like, I was only a taxi squad guy in the fall league, but I hit over 400 in like my 26 at bats or something. Yeah. So I was like, okay, like I, I, I can still do it. And then they, um, I think uh, Gary Danbo, he, he's now the farm director for the Marlins, but he was a farm director for us at the time. And he was, he actually gave me another shot at being a starter um, at the expense of me going to high A again, which I at the time hated, but that was probably the best thing for me. Yeah. So I had a decent year. Hit like 250, only like four homers. And like my receiving stuff was really good though. Um, everyone was like, oh, you know, great job, great season. But I, I think there was like a point where I was like, just, 250 with no power production is not going to get it done like it's that's not going to get me to the big leagues so i kind of just took a leap of faith um started studying a lot of guys that i like watching like you know uh donaldson uh miguel cabrera jose batista all like kind of all the the best like right-handed power hitters that were like medium-sized people yeah because sometimes like guy like stan the guy is like superman so seriously you know he's gonna do what he does no matter what but for a guy my size to generate power like you have to really be you know efficient with your movements so i was kind of looking at those guys and i made some pretty drastic swing changes and then i once i got a spring training i kind of scaled it back a little bit because i found out i was not timing the ball up very well and then so once I kind of made it my own and scaled it back but still maintained a lot of those swing principles that I did, it was uh, ended up working out awesome. Is but, it like, yeah, mainly like, you know, slight uppercut, yeah. um, hands kind of creating actually a little more length in the back of my swing um, just, to, just to create more, le- more time in the hitting zone. Yeah. Um, because I, I was always a steep down, across, and out of the zone it, guy. It, it's so funny how it's almost like flipped from like what you grew up, everything you hear, you grew up hearing about a swing, you know? Yeah. So it's kind of hard to break those like natural instincts, you know, or just, you know, uh, tendencies. Yeah. I mean, that's what was taught in our organization for a long time um, when I first signed. So that's what I thought was like, you know, if the pro guys are teaching this, then it has to be true. So then it was like, you know, well, after a while, luckily I was afforded the, uh, the luxury of, of time. Cause you know, normally I think, you know, if you perform badly for several seasons in a row, they're not going to keep you around, but I do guess. You think uh, it had to, do you think it had to do with Gary and, uh, Romine being ahead of you on the chart that it kind of gave you a little bit more room and distance to kind of work on yourself too? Um, actually, to be honest, there was like a lot of guys ahead of me. It was like, at the time it was Murphy, Gary, um, there was, we signed Brian McCann. Yeah. Um, there was Romine, there was, you know, other minor league guys that they were signing in AAA to, to, you know, as depth. So it was, it was not just them two. It was. It was basically just I needed to 
uh, mature as a hitter. And, you know, luckily I just had that time. I think it was just based on like defensive ability. I've always been kind of a, sorry, I got a call right there. Oh, here. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I've always been pretty solid defender. So yeah, you, you were always a nasty, like I remember being on the, just as with us growing up and always being able to throw to you. <laughs> was always really nice. <laughs> oh, <laughs> thank you. Did you guys yeah. ever play together? Yeah, we grew up on the same travel team from the time we were what, 11. We played in the Quakes Baseball Academy from the time we were about 11 or 12, and then all the way through high school, and then we would train. Um, he was in the minors, and I was in, either in college, but then we trained together when we were both in the minors back there with the Quakes for a little bit. Yeah. So, um, yeah, we've played mostly mostly together. Yeah. All right. I mean, almost 10 years, or I mean, yeah, like eight eight years playing together and then probably a few years after that training together. So I'm going to, I'm going to, you're going to have to go back and look, but, um, I told my mom that you were going to, you were coming on with us and <clears throat> she sent me a, a picture of us from we, back when we were 12 or 13 at one of the tournaments, uh, big league oh, dream. Yeah. So I'm going to put that up on the, I'll put that up on the screen when, uh, when we, re, when we publish this. So, uh, oh, nice. yeah. <laughs> you'll like that. <laughs> That's awesome. I mean, those days are fun though, man, looking back and, uh, what a, it, it, it's pretty crazy just to look back and think like, I thought I still looking back and think our 12 year old team was one of the best teams <laughs> out there. Yeah. I mean, I can't, you know, we, we kind of hit the jackpot with John. Um, just like, I, I don't know if there's any other coach out there, especially at the time where you could get the kind of like baseball IQ from, you know, from him every single day where, you know, we went into high school and we were just mentally advanced beyond, you know, everyone else that we were competing with. So I, that was, uh, that was huge. Yeah. Kind of like a blind luck for me. I just, my mom, my mom like looked in the newspaper for ads for travel ball teams and his like was on, <laughs> you know, the OC register or something. Yeah. And John, John Elliott is his name for everyone that's listening. But he, back then when we were young, he was this pretty hard nosed, pretty, um, I don't want to say controversial, but he was really, um, upfront and abrasive even with the kids, but it made us tougher. <laughs> um, I remember being like kind of scared of him, but it like made me, he, he knew, he knew exactly what he was talking about. Um, and he knew exactly how to prep us for those next levels, you know, for getting us ready for high school, getting us ready for college or, or pro ball, you know? Um, so yeah, he's, for me, he was another big influence in, on, on, you know, my baseball career as well, almost like a yeah. second father. Um, yeah, but yeah, those are, those are fun times. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, let's, uh, let, maybe let's move on and well, actually let's talk about, when you were drafted by the Yankees, um, out of high school, 2008 was seventh round. Um, you were committed to go to Berkeley. What, what was factoring into your decision, whether to go to uh, pro ball versus, versus college? Well, for me, I just, I kind of, I thought that I was ready. Obviously I wasn't like completely ready right. maturity wise, but, uh, I thought I was ready. So I was just like, well, you know, if, if, you know, somebody offers a sum of money that's life changing and that, you know, would be worth it to forgo college. And then also I get my college paid for in right. addition to that. 
yeah. then it was like, well, I'll, it's a win-win. I'll sign, you know, I, I feel like I'm ready. So did you ever go and take classes in the, uh, in the off season? Yeah. You I've got know? like 60 credits done. Nice. So it's just about like, just about two years. Okay. Probably I'm kind of waiting now because <laughs> <laughs> I'm kind of waiting now because I just, I don't want to, uh, transfer to like a four year before I'm done playing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well you were clearly a guy that was, I mean, you made the right choice obviously. Uh, <laughs> and like I said, you were a little more mature than I was. So I think, I think signing was the good choice. <laughs> um, but, um, <laughs> all right, let's, let's move on to, I wanted to just walk, walk me through what it was like, uh, getting the call finally after, you know, grinding all those years in the minors and getting the call that you're going to the big leagues. I mean, what was the phone call like? What was when you talked to your parents, like showing up to the clubhouse? I mean, those are things that you dream of as a kid. What was it like for you? Uh, it was in, it was pretty insane. I was, we were in Buffalo at the time and, uh, one of my, one of my good friends, Mark Trumbo, he was with the Orioles at the yeah. time. Um, he's, I trained with him in the off season for like five years, but his wife texted my wife and was like, Hey, Gary just came out of the game. Like, I think he might've got hurt or something. And at the, at the time, you know, I was on the roster, I yeah. was on the catcher. So you, you kind of assume like they, that that's the time you're, you're going Packing up. your bags. And, uh, so I got like really nervous and then, uh, I got a phone call from my manager at the time. He's like, he's like, Hey, uh, you need to pack all your stuff up cause you're, you're going to Baltimore. And so I was like super nervous now and food came out. I didn't even, I don't even think I touched a single bite. Like we just, we just paid and, and left. Uh, I left a nice tip. <laughs> uh, good, good. Yeah. But you know, it was, it was pretty nuts. Kind of a whirlwind. I called my parents, uh, called my in-laws and, um, we actually drove from Buffalo to Baltimore because we would have had to take some weird like flight, yeah. you know, 5 a.m. flight that would maybe get us there before game time because it was a day game. So, but the cool thing was when I got to Baltimore, I mean, Mark was there able to uh, kind of like greet yeah. me during and congratulate me during batting practice. So that was pretty cool. Um you know, because he, he was like one of my biggest kind of supporters uh, through the few years. I was like trying to, you know, make my way through the minors. And, you know, I, I could tell he, he really had my back during that time. So it was I, cool to have him there. I was going to bring him up because cool. I remember when you and I were training together just um, at John's or just throwing and hitting um, every now and again. Um, you were, I think at that time you were playing, you, I was going to get into your guitar, but I remember you were actually like, I remember seeing video yeah. or pictures of you up on stage with Trumbo, uh, playing the guitar. So I was going to bring him up oh, later, yeah. but that's funny. You mentioned that. Yeah. Yeah. We play guitar together too. So we became pretty close. That's awesome, man. You, yeah, you that's shred, awesome. <laughs> you picked it up quickly though, because you didn't, you've, you started like what only like, I mean, not that long. You haven't been playing for that long, but you're, you're pretty unreal. Well, I've been playing since 2009. Oh, okay. I thought yeah. it was. I thought it was my less first. Than that. My first spring training, I was like, I picked up a guitar. I was going to extended, so I was like, now nah, I had a lot of free time. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, nobody likes extended spring. Yeah. How how many but, years were you in extended? 
Only once. Only once. Okay, nice. Yeah. Thank goodness. Yeah. But yeah, that was that's that's a tough place to be. Yeah. Okay, so that uh, getting getting back to your debut, could, walk, walk me through what it was like getting to the clubhouse and everything. Like after you after you arrived. I mean, it was crazy. Um, just like being there, and especially like the media too. They'd see me for like I had already gone to like seven or eight major league spring trainings, yeah, or six or seven probably. And you know, they're all like, like, hey, great to see you. Like, you know, congratulate me and. Um, you know, it was kind of like a world. I I almost like don't, don't even remember what it was like walking in the clubhouse for the first time because it was like it's kind of like a blur to me now. Yeah, and Joe but, was it Joe um, was Joe Girardi the manager? It was or was Girardi. It? Yeah, Girardi. Okay, that's pretty cool. And and him being a catcher yeah. too, right? I mean, that's that's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, it was cool. So he, when we got back home, I actually was gonna pinch hit against. Uh, Baltimore late in the game uh but Judge ended up hitting like a three-run homer to to tie the game and that was like the only scenario where I wouldn't pinch hit so <laughs> thanks thanks that was Judge good, though. that was good yeah <laughs> we won that game so it was good but uh the home opener he he had me catch the ninth inning I remember we that like five uh just to get my feet wet um for my debut and then the next game or the next day I was catching Montgomery who was making his yeah. debut. Yeah. He's a SoCal so, guy. No, 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 no. That was Jordan Montgomery. Oh, uh, I'm thinking of, uh, uh, the guy from Hart high school. Mark, Mark, oh, yeah. Mike, 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 Mike Montgomery. He did play with the yeah. Yankees though, right? No, no. Okay. never mind. <laughs> Too many. Mon- we played with him though. Yeah, we did. <laughs> I kind of want to hear about that. That first home run though. Oh, you first hit actually. Oh. too. Well, it was, it, it was, was like years. some crazy, there was, a, I had a crazy streak going on of hitlessness and it was turning into kind of a thing where every time <laughs> I was in the lineup, people were just coming up to me saying like, Oh, today's the day. Like you're going to do it. I know it. I got a feeling. Um, I was almost like, you know, I, I maybe rather not hear that because it just keeps reminding me <laughs> yeah. that I've like never gotten a hit. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, I um Romine got kind of banged up one game and so I had like I was starting a, a stretch of like five games in a row, but I wasn't even supposed to play against Boston that series. And Price was starting. And so I was like, all right, at least it's a lefty. And then first I bat I struck out. Um I can't even remember what pitch it was on. I think it might have been a cutter fastball. Something like that. But um, next at bat, I, I got in another two-strike count, and I was like, all right. And then, I mean, I, we, we kind of knew that, you know, backdoor in the cutter was like a thing yeah. you like to do. Yeah. And so he tried and missed the first 0-2 pitch. And then so it was 1-2, and he, he tried the same thing, but just pulled it, like, down and in. And I kind of had a feeling that, like, if I just could connect with the ball, it was going to be a homer for sure. Because uh, I had so much adrenaline going that, yeah. like, I was going to just obliterate something if I could barrel it. And sure enough, it was like came off the bat really nicely. Didn't didn't hook foul, so that was good. Yeah, I saw it. It came off at 106 miles an hour too. That was some decent speed coming off too. <laughs> with it. 
It was a built up uh, aggression. Um, you uh, well, you went on kind of a streak because then you hit like, didn't you hit like three within like a pretty short amount of time? Right after you hit that first one. Um, yeah, I I went O for the next game, but then the next two games after that, I hit a home run in each of those games. Yeah. So was this the same year though? I I also watched. I can't remember what year it was, but. You have to walk me through it because I've never had this happen to me, and I think it would be one of the most deflating uh, things that could happen. But getting a, a, a home run robbed, I can't remember who it was, but I remember seeing it. I was watching it live. Uh, you crushed one to like left center, and the center fielder went and robbed. Oh, yeah. Him. Who was uh, against that? Against the White Sox. Uh, Adam Angle? Angle. Angle? Okay. Yeah. He had <laughs> robbed one the night before off Greg Bird. Oh. So it was like, back it to was back. crazy because all he was doing against us was just robbing home runs. God, I that must be like the most deflating thing because I don't know. I never had that happen to me. Well, it's just like especially in the in the big leagues, yeah. you're, you're like just clawing for every single hit you can get, right. and then for a home run to be taken away, you're just like, oh my god. <laughs> I love I love the way Tyler framed that too because like you know his always cleared the fence by like forty feet. Yeah, he's just <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I don't hit wall scrapers. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Thank you, That's David. Great. No problem. <laughs> um, well, let's let's be honest, though. You know, you brought him here on false pretenses, so um, he uh, he should know that he's coming. Tyler's coming back. He really brought you back because he's coming back to the major leagues as a pitcher. And I need a catcher. And, oh. and he needs a catcher. So, <laughs> so he. But he's, you might need. Hey, no, no, no. This no. really your interview. Yeah. It, it, we'll, we'll, we need to segment this in because this is kind of an interview, but you're going to need to get a new glove because I throw a nasty knuckleball and that's what I'm coming oh, back geez. as. <laughs> <laughs> we had the, uh, uh, Josh Tolley in our, Oh, that's right. He caught Dicky, huh? Who was like knuckleball catcher specialist. Have you seen, what, what are those gloves? Like, where do you get one? Like, I mean, it looks like a it's first like baseman a, glove, it's, but it's like a softball I don't know if it's a softball first baseman's glove or if it's a softball catcher's mitt, but it's a it's a softball glove. All right, well you need to get one because I'm come I'm coming to the. <laughs> I mean I couldn't make it as a position player, so I figured we got to give my knuckleball a shot. Yeah, Wait, I think he I think he's kidding too. We had an agent on two episodes ago, so he's got signed we up. Got we representation. Had, we, nice. Yeah, we, <laughs> last ep, last episode was a player development guy from. A good AL organization, so he's got a team going now. He just needs a catcher. Yeah. Nice, nice. <laughs> and I need somebody to throw to. Like, you can hit off of it, but, you know, I, I need to throw to a batter. So <laughs> I have a good record against knuckleballers. Do you? Yeah. Where did you face? How many guys have you faced? I... Well, last year in AAA, the, the first guy I faced, I hit, uh, I think I was three for three with a single and <laughs> Two homers, including a grand slam, that wow. Tebow almost robbed. The what? Tim Tebow almost robbed. Oh, it. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Who? What? What was the? Do you remember the guy's name? Uh, I think it was uh, Janice. Jan- okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've heard of him. But I think I think you might have faced him. Really? Because I think I faced him in like twelve or something. Maybe it was fifteen. So he was with the Mets. I've been in high so long that I yeah it was that was see that was where my career just tanked so even if I uh, <laughs> that was where the the Florida State League got me dude yeah I, I spent I, like four years there that was tough I don't know how man that was I was killing it in low A 
that called me up to, to high a and that first series was it was in port charlotte and you know how i don't know that the every every field there seems to be a graveyard and you know like left yeah. center and port charlotte it's like super deep i was yeah. hit uh farnsworth was making a uh a rehab start and that was my first at bat there and i absolutely crushed one like just absolutely smoked it as hard as hard as i could yeah. as far as well i could guys going in left center walks back and then the camps right under it at the track, and I'm like, oh, like, <laughs> dang. Yeah, that that is a tough league to hit in. Yeah, I, I just that that one wore on me and got me mentally too. So I think that was more of my downfall. But, <laughs> but no, yeah, no, I'm uh, kind of serious about the knuckleball thing. I think I remember you throwing a pretty good one. See, everybody that comes on here that I know, they're always like, yeah, you had a pretty good one. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, he's just thanks, gotta, Kyle. He's, he's just, he got, he yeah, approved. Got to tell his wife. Yeah, I haven't told my wife yet. <laughs> <laughs> it's all right. That's all right. But, you know, uh, it's funny. We've been talking about it for like four or five episodes, and his wife still hasn't brought it up. So obviously, she doesn't listen to this <laughs> podcast. At all. She's not listening. Actually, she she did bring it up. Um, <laughs> uh, kind of, but she was like, kind of like laughed it off. Like, ah, yeah, you just keep talking about how you're going to, you're going to, you're going to make a comeback. She's kind of like just brushing it off. So I still got some work to do, but, um, <laughs> <laughs> all right, Kyle, let's get back. I wanted to, I want to hear what it was like meeting some of the Yankee greats. Cause I grew up a Jeter fan and I've heard your story. I think it was with John boy or something, um, on, on when they had you on their show, you talked about your, your time when Jeter kind of took, uh, went out of his way to, to talk to you and sit down with you. So he talked about, I mean, and maybe other, some, some other guys like Jorge Posada. I mean, the, the Yankee, the list of Yankee greats go on and, and some of the guys that you've been able to kind of talk to, I'm interested in. Yeah. I mean, my first, first major league camp was with a rod Teixeira, Jeter, you know, Robinson Cano, yeah. uh, Posada, Mariano, I think Pettit, um, he might not have been there, but, oh, no, he was there. He was there. So it was like just a legend team, which was also a little disturbing. Cause I was like, how am I, how am I going to make it to the big leagues? Like, these guys are all superstars. Yeah. I mean, we grew so, up in that, in that nineties era. I mean, we were kids, but watching the Yankees and, and kind of dominate during the, you know, the, the mid to late nineties was in the, in the early two thousands was, um, kind of like right right when the prime for us as kids you know yeah yeah so i had i kind of had a lucky experience where i got to meet like you know all those guys and to be honest they're all good dudes i mean i worked with Posada a lot being a catcher yeah um you know great guy kind of took us all under his wing um, what, what was the nickname caught, you guys have for the all the catchers in the yankees organization a few years ago wasn't oh, there it like- was the uh Lobos Locos. Lobos the Locos. Crazy Wolves. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So Posada kind of watched over you every time he was there. <laughs> yeah. The Lobos Locos. That was that was pre Lobos Locos. Okay. Okay. Yeah, but um, so yeah, he he was he was good with us. Um, I caught Mariano in a game one time. What's that cutter? So like? that was that was pretty cool. The cutter is unbelievable. The first first bat of the game was a lefty and he i mean obviously we're going first pitch cutter in (laughs) up and in and this pitch was probably like a foot off the plate inside or ended up a foot off the plate start on the corner and the kid swung 
and our third baseman was in because it was you know leadoff hitter yeah. protecting us a bunt, and the the kid hit a pop up that went probably no more than twenty feet in the air, and landed over the third baseman's head, but didn't reach the outfield grass, and he got a single on it, and Mariano's just standing on the mound, just laughing his ass off. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, what what is it about that cutter? I I, I guys know it's coming. They can't hit it. Yeah, well, I would say he, to this day, he he has the best command of any pitcher I've ever caught. Yeah, like bullpens with him was was nice. you could you could catch with your eyes closed. <laughs> um, but in the game, it was like super late movement, uh, four seam fastball spin. Like, I mean, you obviously knew the cutter was coming, but you you definitely couldn't distinguish the spin from just a regular fastball but it the thing moved like probably six to eight inches wow and just super late yeah there's a reason why he's one of the best of all time and yeah <laughs> yeah it, it, it it's crazy just because i mean big league hitters are so i mean most of the time you know it's coming you know you can uh you're gonna have a lot of yeah. success we won't, we won't yeah. go down. We won't go down the other road. I mean, you know, that's, that's yeah. enough. We, we talked about that enough on the other, episodes. but, um, yeah, but I mean, for, for guys to most, I mean, really know that a cutter or be able to sit on a cutter a lot of times and not be able to, <laughs> to do anything with it. It's, is impressive. So that's really cool. You got yeah. to catch him. Um, I wanted to move on to, uh, your, your, your training in, or you moved to Oregon um, you know, a few years ago after, um, is your wife, is your wife from Oregon? Uh, no, she's from Huntington beach. Oh, okay. okay. We, we both went to Edison. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. cool. Um, we just didn't start dating till later. Gotcha. Gotcha. But you said your in-laws have a place up there, right? Yeah. Okay. And you told me they're, you're about four or five hours away from the coast. How are you, how are you handling without, without being able to surf? Cause I know <laughs> uh, you're a surfer. One of the sacrifices I made. <laughs> <laughs> but well, it was you have the sacrifice during the season yeah yeah so i don't think it was it wasn't a big deal once i got up here i was like i actually i love it up here so it's it's great yeah. but um once i came to terms with it it was like you know it's not so bad well, and then I, there. I i'll like go back every now and then and try to surf like one time and it'll be like so hard to paddle out that I'm like, uh, I don't like surfing that much. Dude, anyways. that's, that's always the thing is getting back into surfing. You're not in paddle shape and then you're super sore the next day. Well, for me, like, cause I, I always, you know, I try to, the longboard's just like too hard to transport. So like, I always just want to go on my shortboard. Yeah. And so I go on the shortboard and I don't even make it out to the break. And I'm like, Oh, well that was, that was a waste. <laughs> that was a waste. Yeah, yeah, and then you're totally demoralized on the beach after paddling yeah. back. <laughs> I just right. like stand on the sandbar, like inside the break, and just watch people surf. <laughs> watch other people. <laughs> it's have really fun. depressing. Yes, yeah, it's, <laughs> hey, it's just. I will say know, that I'm like, all right, I don't need it. There is a thing I, I always surfed throughout whenever, even when minor leagues, all all the, everything. Um, I always thought my it helped my arm strength, like the, the paddling. I don't know, like if it has anything to do, I don't know if you felt that way, but like the more I paddled, the more, I, the stronger my arm felt. Yeah. I felt like that too. I mean, my arm felt really good. I only really surfed uh pre Tommy John. 
Oh yeah, I didn't even think about that. And like a a little bit afterwards, <clears throat> but by that time I was like, you're probably pretty cautious married, after that. And like we were about to move up to Oregon, so it was like, uh, not not so much cautious, but like just less less time. And then my my surf buddy kind of moved up to uh, Northern California, so I didn't didn't have anybody that was like on my schedule to to go with all the time. Yeah. Well, you have a surf buddy on your off days in in New York. I, yeah. I know you have one. Uh, and that's Garrett. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Garrett. Oh, I had no idea. Yeah, Garrett. I don't think he surf. He doesn't surf much anymore, but he's, he's, he's a pretty good surfer. Really? Yeah. We used to live in, we, he and I lived that's in cool. Newport together, uh, one of the off seasons and yeah, we'd surf almost, almost every morning. So that's sick. Yeah. You'll have to, you'll have to ask him to go out with you. I'm going to you guys can go hit up and hit up, uh, <laughs> Uh, I, I can't remember the, the the beach over in New, New York or New Jersey, but they get some good they get some good waves. Yeah, I think I they have a competition over at on Long Island. Yeah, so. like long it's like Long Beach. Long yeah, yeah, beach, yeah, Long Island. Yeah, yeah, something like that. I don't know. I've never been there, so <laughs> you're probably right. <laughs> yeah. Um, now let's uh, we'll, we'll bring it back to to baseball. Um maybe kind of just, just wrapping it up. And I know David, I'll let you, if you have any other questions too, but, um, I kind of wanted to just, I know I mentioned that we have a lot of younger players in the high school, college, uh, ranks and what kind of advice do you have for them with, you know, um, just in terms of mentality, dealing with failure and, and anything you've kind of learned in, in getting to the big leagues? Well, I would say the biggest thing for me is if you're like a young player coming up, um, first of all, you got to know yourself, uh, be a good and honest self-evaluator because, you know, it doesn't help if you're like complaining about your playing time, but then, you know, your numbers stink. It's like, come on. Yeah. Um, but, uh, secondly, it's like, if you're trying to develop, I mean, I say, you know, listen to all your coaches and show them the most respect but if they can't explain to you exactly why you should be doing something then you might you know you maybe shouldn't be doing it so you know i i just say always always you know show respect but just make sure that you have a reason for doing every single thing you're doing and if you think that you know if you disagree with your coach um on something and, and you think you should do it a different way, you, you, you just need to, you know, trust yourself. And, um, you know, obviously the honest self-evaluation comes back to that where, you know, you have to have a reason why you're believing this certain thing and disagreeing with your coach who, you know, maybe or maybe not knows more than you, but, um, you know, just trust yourself and, and always, always make sure that, you know, if you're doing something, you know exactly why you're doing it. Good stuff, man. Appreciate yeah, everybody. Man. Everybody, listen, <clears throat> listen up to Kyle. That's good for that's good for any anything in life, really. I mean, you got a you got a career as a as a guru after after baseball's over. A guru. Um, no, in, I mean uh, advice advice giving. <laughs> like the Gary V of baseball. Um, <laughs> no, I uh, I guess one of the things I was more curious about was. Um, technology and baseball and where that line is in baseball has been a big topic this last off season. But 
from your catching standpoint and how you handle the pitching staff, how has that changed, let's say, over the last five years, six years with just how much technology there is? You know, so, uh, it, yeah, we have a lot of things available to evaluate pitchers with and all that stuff. Um, old school, you know, pitch calling is more like every fastball down and away or, you know, come in to show, uh, make sure we keep the breaking ball down, whatever. But it's kind of shifted a lot to where, you know, you see guys with certain characteristics on their fastball, like super high spin rate, like Chad Green, where, you know, he, he kind of wants to work up in the zone because the super high spin rate combined with top of the zone fastball uh, equals a ton of swing and misses. So uh, there's a lot more pitches up in the zone happening, and, and we can we can kind of narrow down who needs to do that and who doesn't need to do that based on different pitch characteristics that they have uh, that TrackMan can measure, like spin rate, uh, you know, break, all that stuff. And on the the flip side, as a as a hitter, how much how much time are you are you uh preparing using all the technology and and doing you know obviously you're going to do your video work on on what pitchers have where their tendencies are and anything but what's your prep time like how much do you use it uh i use it a lot i i use it a little more on the pitching side the pitch calling side because there's there's just more guys to study yeah um but i think um Actually, this year I've made a conscious effort to like, I'm going to nail down all, like every single starter and reliever and just be like, because usually like when a reliever comes in, a lot of them are like pretty, pretty similar. You know, it's like, okay, this guy throws 95 and he's got a good slider, <laughs> but, yeah. um, you know, and that, that's fine, especially in AAA or whatever, but in the big leagues, I mean, I think it's just. You know, you got to put that little bit of extra work in to to be successful because you're you're playing against the best guys. So um, I'm definitely going to put a lot more effort into studying a lot more of the relievers because you only get one at bat against them usually. So you got to make it count. Yeah, David, you got anything else? No, I mean, you know, um, from where you guys stand now, I saw that MLB. And the players union kind of came to terms last day or so on general stuff. What's your? They had some some conditions where stuff couldn't. They wouldn't start the season until travel restrictions were off and everybody was cleared to go. So, from where you are now, what's your mentality right now? Any and any idea? You know what the club is kind of giving you as guidance as to. Um, well. Just other than the stuff that's been released, there hasn't really been much other guidance um, from from anyone. Just like we're we're trying to, I think we all kind of know that, you know, it's definitely definitely not going to be in April that we start back up, and then so we're we're kind of preparing for you know multiple weeks um, here on our own, and then you know they're going to give us like a three week or whatever spring training to start back up again. But, um, you know, I'm just glad, you know, the union and the owners could come together 
make a, a, a deal, which seems pretty fair for everyone involved. So I read that there were going to be doubles, uh, double headers galore. So that's almost, that's almost going to put you into a lot more games than you, you might <laughs> yeah, otherwise mean, would have this year. That might be, might benefit me. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. That's a good point. I didn't even think about that. <laughs> for me yeah. as a, I, I, I didn't love, I didn't love double headers. They were <laughs> as a position player that always killed me. Yeah, but, uh, as a position player, you're stuck playing both. Yeah. But as a catcher, it's like, especially in the minors, seven inning double seven headers. Innings, yeah. You're just like, oh, I got an easy day today. It's <laughs> yeah. just seven innings. Yep. <laughs> hey, man. Well, uh, we really appreciate you you come on and taking the time. Um, and we uh, we really hope to see you uh, hopefully out on the field sometime soon. Um, <laughs> hopefully in the next couple months. So, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll be watching, man. We really appreciate it. Yeah, I appreciate it. Thank you for having me on. Thanks. Cool.